I mean, imagine if you go to Google and you type in, why are women such bad friends to each other? You're going to find like millions of results. But if you type in, um, why are women such great friends for each other? You'll probably find even more. So it's a matter of, you know, with this day and age that we live in, you really will find whatever that is. And that applies to, to friendships as well. And you said something that, that, um, led me to give that example, which was, you know, if you are struggling with cattiness or you're struggling with gossip or negativity, complaining that it might be in you. And that's true. It's very true because it's, there's, maybe there's something in you that's either attracting that type of person, um, or you're not setting, um, you're not setting the right boundaries. So just like in food, a lot of people say you are what you eat. That's, that's only part of the puzzle is really, you are what you absorb. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, I'm so excited. One of my very good friends, former clients, she's been on the show before with her business partner of Prescription Wellness. Candice Karakart joins me on the show today, but she's not actually joining me. She's interviewing me. And today we dive into the value of friendships, how to find friends nowadays in the world that we live in. And Candice actually shares a story that's going to absolutely inspire the heck out of you. I know you're going to absolutely love today's show. All right, y'all. As usual, like I say every damn time, I am absolutely stoked about my guest today. And she's actually not just a guest. She is one of my closest friends. And that is actually going to be the topic of today's conversation, today's podcast, the value of friendships, where to find them, the value of female friendships. And something we don't talk about online enough is that we oftentimes find our best friends online. And that is where I found my, like she's actually going to be the host of today's podcast. One of my greatest friends. I absolutely love you. She has been on the show before with her business partner, Bethann, but Candice, welcome back. I love you. So happy to be here. My first time to host a podcast. I will try to make you proud. Oh my gosh. There is not another person on the planet. I would love to do this. So I had a former client of mine, uh, ask me some questions and take over the hosting. And you sent me a nice message after like, what in the hell? Why wasn't I asked to do this? And I was like, well, you must have missed my stories because I literally put it out there to any one of my clients who wanted to do it. And I said, well, would you absolutely love to? And you said, yes. So Candice, you're now in charge of today's podcast. Good luck. You're probably going to do a much better job than me. (laughs) But before you introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are and why you're here. Oh, sure. Okay. So I'm here because, well... Christine and I met, I want to say five years ago, five more, or six, yeah. I don't five know. or six, five or six years ago on a random, 
mastermind that <laughs> he and I were both just in super transitional points in our business, very different points. I mean, like than where we are today, just looking back on that. I mean, still, I think pursuing a lot of the same um, purpose, but the way we were getting there was totally different. And um, your handle, I think on Instagram at the time was golf Christina. It was. So now we have come to be Christina, which I know everybody who loves the show knows that story. And um, Christina and I were in the same small group. And Christina is, if you think she is strong now, you really should have seen her the way that she came across back then. Because up to this point, I think she has probably made thousands of female friendships, which we'll explore. But at the time, you were really exiting golf, weren't you? Yeah, hundred percent. It was all men all the time. <laughs> and I think, you know, that comes out so much in, you know, your personality is, um, so like pro woman, you're just one of those people that you build people up regardless of who they are, what, you know, or what their background is, but you know, you really had, I think at the time you're really trying to fend for yourself a lot in a really tough world. And, you know, I just found you to be fascinating because you were so um, full of resources and ideas and the the clarity that you had on where you wanted to go, which I think at that time was was sort of evolving. But even then, I think it was head and shoulders above where most people are. So, you know, you had done so much work at that point. Um, but, you know, even even today, I can say you're a totally evolved person from when we first met. Um, and I would say the same for myself. A lot of that is because of what we're going to talk about today, which is the relationships that we've built and not just with each other, but with half of the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so true. It seems so small and yet it's so big. It's so, so funny that you say that because I tell that to people all the time. It's like, it's like you and I feel like we know the exact same people, but then we have this conversation outside of our group of people and like, no one knows what we're talking about. So it's like so small and yet so big. I love that. It's both. It's it's crazy. And I think the cool thing about the internet is it can unite you with people who you never would have met. Right. So it's fascinating because now, I mean, I've been married for 10 years and you've been, you know, you and Nathan have been together for a million years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he would say it feels like that, right? (laughs) Exactly. A hundred percent. A million. We've actually only been married 10 years too. Have you, what what year did you guys get married? No, no. This past week was our anniversary. Oh my gosh. Happy anniversary. I know birthdays. I don't know anniversaries. Um, but yeah, no, 10 years. We've only been married 10 years, but we've been together a hundred. Yes. You're right. But my friends who are dating now, I mean, it's not even a question of like, how did you meet this person you're dating? It's, it's always going to be online. It's which app did you, which app did you meet them on? And I remember 10 years ago, it was like, if somebody met their spouse online, it was kind of like, it was like a little bit, I don't know, taboo. Like I mean, we've been, but online, you know, I know it'd be like, are you sure he's not in prison? Like, what do you mean? He's in prison, <laughs> right? What are his issues? And it turns out there's just normal people floating around the internet who are trying to find other normal people. And we're all really busy in our adult worlds. We're not in college. We're surrounded by, you know, people who are our own age and interest. And nowadays so much, so many of us don't even work in an office. So who are we going to meet there? And with the exception of myself, who I, I dated my boss and we got married, I don't think it's generally always works out that well. So sometimes maybe avoid the the work dating pool. Point is, online is the way to go. So now, but I still think there's like this lingering hesit- hesitancy of like making female friends online. What do you think? 
No, I totally agree with you. And you know, I've done the podcast before or you pay for your friends and you know what, guess what? I paid to meet you. You paid to meet me. You paid to meet your business partner. You paid, you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, whether you're paying or whether you're like actually meeting them on social online in some regard, I, I see it as like the most amazing way to meet people anyway, because just like online dating. So obviously I don't know a ton about these apps, but I get the premise obviously, right? Like it's like you put in your details of what you actually like, whether it's real or fake, very similar to online, very similar to social media, whether this is who you are or not behind the scenes, but you put in what your likes are, you put in who you're, who you're looking for and you've narrowed the pool down extremely. It's the same thing with meeting friends online. You know, most people who follow me and you are going to have very similar likes, behaviors, needs, and desires in life. Most people who follow us are not going to be the people that, you know, are, I don't even know, like, I all I know is who we are, you know, high vibrational, right. Right. People who want more out of life, people who have like strong values, very like integrous, whatever it is, right? Like, we are narrowing down the pool of people that we can find, friendships that we can find. And the cool part about it is you and I now both have friends in countries that we didn't even know existed. You know, I have clients in Qatar and clients in Paraguay and Australia and over the years, Greece. And it's just like so random and crazy. But I have created these online friendships or clients or whatever it has been by meeting them online, by having very specific, you know, people that are attracted to our social media profiles. You know, something I would say for somebody who, for for anybody is to really think about the friends who you've had for, you know, for many years, think about somebody who knew you 10, 15 years ago and how that, that person perceives you. Um, you know, most of us, I think anybody listening to this, to this podcast is going to be somebody who's trying to evolve themselves and progress. So 10, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you as a different person than 10, 15 years ago today. And it's difficult sometimes for, for people who've known us for many years to allow us to evolve past the point where we were. So what happens is, is we get stuck because we're, we feel that we have to, you know, we, we have a certain role in that friendship. So sometimes we're, we're the enabler, or maybe we we are the passive person, or we, or maybe they drink a lot and we've, we no longer want to spend our time doing that. Or we are now making a lot more money than them. And it's uncomfortable because maybe they are still in that first kind of job out of college and they're super happy, but now the the financial difference becomes uncomfortable. And what, what I have discovered is the friends that I've made um, through social media, really online, um, I'm able to present myself as I am today. Mm-hmm. And part of a big part of who I am is who I was. You know, I think that's an awesome part of the conversation. I love to be curious about who people were because that really, you know, that tells so much about how we came to be shaped as we are. But something I would say is for somebody who's listened to this is to really think about, you know, would, are there friendships in your life maybe who you have to play small and maybe you could expand that circle, um, find people outside of whether it's online or a local community group, you know, there's other ways to do it in your church or something. But um, the reality is most of us in our busy lives can't, 
So um, the way to do it might be to look online, go through Christina's followers. You know what? Look, look at people who follow her. Just go searching through. And you know what? Maybe find a couple to friend or see people who consistently uh, comment on her on her content. Chances are, if you're listening to this, then that might be somebody who you have some type of connection with. Does it mean you're exactly the same? No, but there's some core competency or interest or value set that you probably connect on, which is why you're kind of like in the same space, hanging out on her page. Yeah. What do you think about that, Christina? People are going to start stalking themselves on your page. (laughs) No, exactly. But it's true though, right? Like you and I have very similar beliefs, values. We're different in a lot of regards. I mean, you're a mom of four, you're completely sober right now. Like you're, you know, the most healthy, you and Beth Ann are two of the most healthiest people I know. Like I, I, I try to learn from you, but at the same time too, like we have so many things that are like, make us you know, really great friends. And I think, you know, one thing that I hear all the time is I don't know where to make friends. I can't make friends. No one understands me. And when you're in this period of time, and I think this is actually perfect that you were talking about this because I have, there's women in my mastermind right now who have mentioned that thank God for this community, because in real life, quote unquote, in real life, like everyday life, they feel like they're in this like season where they don't have any friends. And I see it time and time again, and you probably do as well. When you're transitioning in your life, the friends that you used to have, and you kind of just touched on this, but the friends that you used to have and who you're becoming oftentimes are not in alignment anymore. And there's a time where you feel alone. A hundred percent. There's a time where you feel alone. I I felt it in my life, who I used to be versus who I am now. There was a season where I didn't have a ton of friends because I truly wanted to create a little bit of space between the people and not like they were bad. It's just that I was no longer that person. I believe that there's seasons for friendships, 110%. I'm able to look at every friendship I've had and seeing that there was a season or a reason behind it. Right. But there was a time where I was kind of friendless, you know, because I was becoming a different person and I no longer wanted to associate with them. And I yet hadn't found the right people for me. And that online space kind of filled that gap a little while too, because I was like attracted to so many people that were doing things that I wanted to do and where I wanted to be and how I wanted to think. And that's kind of how I met a lot of my friends. You know, someone even said to me one time, they made a comment that like, do you have any friends that aren't online? And I was like, yeah, but there's not very many. Like if I'm being hundred percent honest, there's not a ton unless I'm like purposely putting myself in rooms. You know, I'm a part of a women's co-working space. There's definitely great place, pe- people to meet in those type of places. I would encourage you to get involved and like Candace said, like any type of group that is doing things that you want to do. You know, my husband's heavily involved in YPO, which is a president's group, which we, again, pay to be a part of, but it's around people we want to be around. And the online space, a lot of the people that I know, and the cool part about it too, Nathan's actually mentioned this. He's like, no matter where we travel, you know someone. And that's fucking awesome, actually. If I really think about it, it is actually really cool that no matter where I go, I probably know someone. I'm like, oh, I have a client there. I know someone who knows someone there. And that's a really cool experience that like 15, 20 years ago, there's no way we could have done. No. And, you know, I think that the online space, I mean, as with anything in life, you know, there's uh, maybe some there's things you have to consider as a pro or a con. So 
there, I think I, I believe that one of the greatest human needs is to be known, is to be truly known and accepted for who we are, who we are, who we are at our root, not for what we do, um, not for what we, what we can offer or bring to the table, but just for who we are. So somebody really sees you for all the good and the bad and the, our, our desires and our preferences and our strengths and weaknesses and all these things. So it's interesting because there is this balance online of, um, only putting forward the good part, you know, um, putting, putting a facade, which, Hey, look, you know what you have a, if somebody has an online business, their Instagram probably has a certain aesthetic they're trying to reach and nobody wants to be a complainer of all the bad things. Right. So where's that balance of vulnerability? And I have a question coming for you, Christina, so that you can prepare yourself. Um, (laughs) I think that's something that our generation, so I'm 40, you know, you're a little, you're a little bit behind me, you know, but I think anybody know, no matter your age is understanding the difference between putting everything out there, which is really never appropriate. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to put, you know, all of your complaints and everything that you love and all of your most intimate things. There are things that should be held back for those who, who know you and who can be trusted with that, with that core person who you are. Um, Christina, you're one of those people for me, you know, you know, you know, my innermost being and how God knit me together. Um, but that said, you know, how, how do you, how do you find that balance of vulnerability and authenticity and, um, and allowing yourself space and time to get to know somebody? Because one of the tricks of social media is sometimes we think we know somebody better than we'd really do because we can scroll and kind of get an idea of what they've been putting out there. And they, they went to this field trip and they took a trip and they, you know, go to this church and they wore this the other day. And that was cool. So I get the, so that's my question is Christina, how do you balance and how would you recommend people to kind of look at that, at that teeter totter of vulnerability and authenticity and like oversharing, which mm-hmm. is, can be obnoxious. Yeah. Well, it's a great question. And I think, you know, just like in my coaching, I always say that like, my job is not to tell you what is right for you. My job is to help you figure out what's right for you and what's already inside of you. So, you know, I have clients who don't even have social media and make a ton of money successfully and are happy humans. My coach, another perfect example, she shows nothing about her personal life. She just had a baby and like, I think there's like one photo. Besides that, it's all work. For myself personally, I I just made the decision that I was going to share about, you know, 75, 80% of my life. And I share a lot. But I also think too, that, you know, I, I put myself out there to do that. With our friendship, for instance, I mean, I didn't know the innermost works of you from day one. You know, that trust was being built and I got to know who you were and you got to know who I am. And then we met in person, you know, gosh, it it must've been maybe a couple of years before we actually met in person, but that has evolved over time. And I think that's like a a normal way of friendship, a normal relationship, like whether it's a romantic relationship or just a friendship, I mean, that took time to build. So I think you have to be a little bit open with it. You have to be, you know, one thing that I believe to be true. And when I was uh, 16, my best friend killed himself. And it was probably the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in my life. And I remember for about two years and I I was 16, I didn't have faith. I didn't know how to handle it. You know, like I was 16 years old. I can look back now and give myself grace because I just didn't know. I didn't know how to handle that at such a young age. 
But I look back at that time and I was so closed off for a good two to three years after that, because I was like, okay, that hurts so much that I will never get that close to another human being again. And that was just something that, you know, I, it was like that natural survival mechanism. I was like, I'm never going to do that again. But what I've realized as I've grown up and as I've got older and understood now is that had I never let another person into my life, I would never experience the greatest joys. You're going to have to take a risk to experience the greatest heartbreaks. And I think that that's in a relationship. And I think that's in a friendship. You know, had I never allowed myself a closeness, I would never have amazing friendships like with you or my husband or people. You know, I'm willing to risk being hurt for the great highs of feeling what it is like to have great love and great connection with people. You know, you know better than anyone. I tell all of my clients, I just love them to pieces. Like I love people and I think I'm willing to get hurt. And I've been hurt a few times. There's been people that have hurt me that I really cared about, but I'm willing to get hurt because I always want to experience great love and great connection. Do you, um, I, I look at your, I know that you serve men and women. Um, and, uh, but I want to focus on on female friendships for a second, because I think those are, those are a tricky thing for a lot of women to, to make those connections in a way that they feel, you know, that it, that it feels painless. Right. Um, and so now I would, I would call you a girl's girl. You know, I, I know that you're a guy's girl, but you're, you're just a, you're a people person in all ways, but I think you're, you're, you are a woman who can be trusted with another woman's heartbreak with another woman's embarrassment, with another woman's shame, with her guilt, with her, um, insecurities. And I'm actually tearing up saying that because it's just so true about you, Christina. I mean, you are, you can just, you are somebody who is fully trustworthy and, um, you know, and that goes for your, for your clients that goes for your, for the people who you probably met in the grocery store. That's just one of your, it's one of your, it's one of your core values and you, and you live it. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. I just wanted to jump in here real quick. On a recent podcast, I mentioned that I have been on over 100 free discovery calls over the last year, and I want to do the exact same thing in 2022. People often wonder, well, what do I get out of these calls? Men and women from around the world who are jumping on these calls are walking away from the calls with more clarity, figuring out the mindset block that's stopping them from feeling really confident to make more money, feel fulfilled, and know what next step they have to take in order to decide it's their turn. So if you've ever thought about jumping on one of these calls, I would absolutely love to talk to you. So feel free to send me a text at 501-222-3362. Text me the word call and we can book one of those calls or head over to the show notes and you've got a link to my website where you can book a free discovery call with me. I'm curious because now I see you as having so many female friendships. Um, Have you always been that way? And if not, like, how did that kind of evolve for you? Oh, absolutely. First of all, thank you. That's so kind of you. I love you to death. And yeah, I mean, my integrity is really high up. Like it's my number one core value, 110%. So I think honesty goes in there. Nathan always says that I'm an exaggerator, which is a hundred percent the truth, but I'm not a liar. (laughs) 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 I love it. Um, But I, I would say that 
no, I have uh, struggled with female friendships a lot of my life. And it was a very clear defined moment when I hated myself for a big portion of my life. And it's hard to make friends with someone when you don't like yourself. So I always say, if you struggle having female friends, if you struggle trusting other females, if you struggle with cattiness, with, you know, gossip, with, you know, not being able to trust someone, oftentimes that comes from you not being a hundred percent okay with you, or that is a lot of times that other person is really struggling with them. Like there is, you know, the old saying that everyone knows is hurt people, hurt people, right? Well, I was a hurt person. So why in the hell would I be able to trust another human? Why would I be able to think that like another female was going to be, you know, good to me if I wasn't good to me? And I think oftentimes you have to like look into that a little bit. And you also, I think this is like a superpower of mine is like my consistency and my willingness to kind of just always keep going. Like I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to get hurt. I'm willing to screw up. I'm willing to kind of say when I've made a mistake. And I think I'm willing to get hurt every once in a while, because I know that, you know, in order to find something good, you have to you have to learn. You have to know that you might get your ass kicked along the way. So I would say that like, great question in the fact that like, yeah, it, it hasn't come easy to me in the beginning, but once I really know who I am and like, this is me, if you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay too, because I like me and it's just making friendships so much easier because you know what you get and you don't have to put on a facade. And I think that that's part of it too, right? Like I don't have to, you know, obviously there's different conversations with different people, but the core of my being is who I am doesn't change based upon the people that I'm around. You know, sometimes there's different, my, my girlfriend, Erin, one of my best friends, Erin Hanbaum, she said it really well. She said, you know, there's, I have great friendships with a lot of people. My core values, who I am, what I believe doesn't change based upon the people that I'm around, but I do have different conversations with different people. Like there's some people that I go and just have straight fun with. There's some people that I have business conversations with. There's some people I have relationship conversations with. There's some people I have mom conversations, conversations with, but who I am doesn't change in any of those conversations. I love that. That's so true. That's so true. You know, I mean, I think that knowing that it's, it's too much to expect one friend to be everything, all of your things, you know, across every, you know, the whole rainbow of topics. Um, and I and think people do that in their marriages too. They, they expect their husband to be the person for all the things. My husband doesn't need to hear all of the things all of the time. That's why I have great friends. That's why I have a coach. That's why I have a therapist. Like, his job isn't to solve all the problems. His job isn't to hear all the things. And that might be true with certain friendships as well. I feel the same. You know, um, one, uh, one certification I'm doing right now is neuro-linguistic programming. And one, one concept in, in, this, um, in this therapy modality is that you, you find what you look for. So, I mean, imagine if you go to Google and you type in, why are women such bad friends to each other? You're going to find like millions of results. But if you type in, um, why are women such great friends for each other? You'll probably find even more. 
So it's a matter of, you know, with this day and age that we live in, you really will find whatever that is. And that applies to, to friendships as well. And you said something that, that, um, led me to give that example, which was, you know, if you are struggling with cattiness or you're struggling with gossip or negativity, complaining that it might be in you. And that's true. It's very true because it's, there's maybe there's something in you that's either attracting that type of person, um, or you're not setting, um, you're not setting the right boundaries. So just like in food, a lot of people say you are what you eat. That's, that's only part of the puzzle is really, you are what you absorb, you know, and in friendships, it's not that you get what you're looking for. You get what you allow. So if you are allowing that, that type of behavior, you know, in your space, then it'll continue because, um, you're allowing it. So I think being comfortable being uncomfortable in a friendship and setting those boundaries is incredibly important. My, my business partner, Beth Ann, um, a quick backstory in case. So Christine and I did a, a podcast episode here. I don't know the number. It was a little while back with my business partner and I, um, Beth Ann, our business is prescription wellness. We met at Christina's retreat mm-hmm. and three week, three weeks later, we uh, went into business together and, uh, it was insane. And one of the only hard line I've ever drawn with her is to ask for honest communication. And, um, you know, I can tolerate just about anything except for somebody not being upfront with how they're feeling, um, what they're, what they need, uh, especially when you're in a long distance relationship. And that's something for anybody who has a lot, you know, you're, you're developing maybe a new friendship. Maybe you took my advice. You got on Christina's page, you found a friend and her followers, you start DMing with them, um, is to know that you, you need to have, you need to have, understand what you will allow and what you won't allow. So, um, that's for romantic relationships and definitely for friendships too. What do you think, Christina? Um, I think that episode was episode number 45 for those who want to go back and learn a little bit more about Candace and Beth Ann. That was the prescription wellness um, episode, but I totally agree with you, right? Like it's the same thing in marriage too, right? I remember one of the things like back where I grew up, you know, like I just, you know, drinking and driving was not a thing. This is small town, Arkansas. People do it. Like people carry beers in the cars and have like open containers in the South. You know, you grew up mm-hmm. in the South too, Alabama. I mean, let's be honest, everyone, you know, it's, just, and I remember like when we first started dating, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. This is a hard no for me. And, you know, I set that boundary right off the bat. Like I was willing to end it. Because I was like, that is just like the hardest no ever for me. And, you know, only a couple of months in, but I was like, this is not okay for me. And all of that to be said is like, I set a boundary right in the beginning and I was confident enough to hold in. It's never been an issue since, right? Like he might pay $200 for an Uber, but I can't get pissed about that because that was a hard boundary. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But I'll be honest. I, I think that that is the same thing in friendships, right? You, you get out of it, what you put into it and you absolutely get what you allow in any type of relationship for sure. I I have a question for you. So how have you attracted so many amazing women into your life? Because I have met so many amazing women through you. I mean, I recently had, um, one of your great girlfriends on the podcast, I have had, um, you know, I have made so many amazing connections through you. How have you 
like gone out as a mother of four who is extremely busy with her own business, with helping, you know, your husband with his four kids, you do all of the things you homeschool during the pandemic, all the things, how, how have you been able to keep and retain some like amazing human connections? I would like to first point out to anybody listening that Christina is trying to take away the host microphone from me. And I know what's happening. <laughs> no, you're going to get it back right after this question. But I have always uh, looked to you as a woman who has amazing connections. Like I've come to you and I've said, hey, I know you have amazing female connections. Who should I have on the podcast? And that's when you pointed me towards Becky. And But honestly, I, I really would love to know how you have, have made that easy. Yeah, you know, or has it been easy? No, yeah, it it uh it's interesting. Thank you for asking that because it uh I I accept that as that that is something that, you know, I feel like one way that God shows me he loves me is to put just amazing friendships in my life. And I grew up uh, in a military family. So my dad was in the Marines and we moved enough to where I was very comfortable being the new the new person. And, um, you know, I have always, I don't know, I've always bloomed where I was planted. I've, that was something that my, my parents taught me early. I, I witnessed them doing it and I followed that. And, um, I think when, um, it, let me, let me, let me scoot all the way, like all the way back to like high school, I, um, have always had the value of female friendships and I had some good ones and something happened that oh, was so, it was so humiliating at the time and very few people have even heard this story, but I'll share it. I was, I was really insecure, you know, even though I was, you know, I always had the reputation for being like this little bubbly, happy person. And I was like, I was very, very like just full of life and joy. And I look back at like little Candace and I really was, you know, I was that, but I was also the youngest in my class by quite a bit and a little bit more on the immature side and definitely felt, um, like I was trying to figure out what everybody else was about. So I had two very close friends and one of them, I guess, you know, looking back, I was, sort of copying a lot of the stuff that she was doing as I was just figuring out who I was as a, this is, must've been probably eighth grade, maybe ninth grade and probably eighth grade. And they were so kind, you know, this is what they did. And it was, it hurt really bad, but it was, they did it because they were great friends. One of them actually wrote about me in a note back in those days. And we would pass notes in the hallway in between classes. And she wrote, you know, gosh, you know, Candace is copying me and or, you know, and I just, I think that she should just know that she's awesome on her own. She doesn't have to do this. And she, she wrote it in a way that when I read it, I could tell that she wanted me to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, because what she did was she wrote it and then she acted like she accidentally gave me the wrong note because we would all three pass notes. So I read this note and, oh, it was so hard to read. Oh my God. The humiliation of like, you know, like this is what people think of you. Imagine when you're in eighth grade. And, um, I told them that I that had accidentally dropped the note and I didn't read the note. <laughs> so I'm going to actually share this episode with Celeste. So Celeste, <laughs> when you hear this episode, just know I did read the note and it actually had a big impact on me because from that moment on, I, I realized I should just be comfortable being whoever I am. 
Mm. And um, still to this day, you know, however many decades later that had impact on me and they were so kind the way they did it. So that said, I think I became comfortable just being who I was and I didn't have to be the coolest person in the room. I didn't have to be the smartest person in the room. Um, I, in fact, I'm an Enneagram two, and my, my core competency is to build other people up. So on the contrary, I prefer to just, you know, lift other people and help them rise to wherever it is that their, their potential will allow, um, and beyond. And, um, I went to college as a 17 year old and moved out and, uh, eventually, and I rushed a sorority. I had no money. <laughs> Christina knows this part of my story. I was like working three jobs and just crazy, crazy, crazy things. And, uh, but I, at that point learned the value of paying for your friends because the having people who are united for different reasons, you know, even if you, if you do a mastermind or you join a church, small group, or you, um, go to the chamber of commerce or you do YPO or you, do uh, a sorority in, in college, there's no guarantee you're going to find these people who are just like you. And all of a sudden there's no problems and everything's rainbows and butterflies, but you're, you're increasing your odds. You're increasing your odds that you're going to, that you're going to find the people who you can connect with. So it started there. Um, and then through college, it was the same thing for me, Christine. I didn't mean to go into this like very long life story. No, I love it. Cause I know everyone's going to get a ton <laughs> I know they are. And so I love this conversation. I didn't know that. And that is like one of the greatest lessons you could have ever had when you were in eighth grade. I mean, imagine. And, uh, you know, and now I, um, I, I've been in Miami since 2008 and I, and even in, when I was in Alabama, I had just fantastic female friendships. And I found that, um, it, part of it is probably my personality, but always being curious about where somebody comes from, like curious, curiosity and compassion are probably my, my bedrocks and friendships, um, under trying to change, um, you know, if somebody says something that's in the a wrong tone of voice, or they don't show up when I really thought that they should. Um, rather than ditching the friendship, which I will say, you know, there've been times I've held on when I shouldn't have, that's something I learned through the years, you know, with maturity, you figure out, um, how to separate the, the wheat from the shaft. Right. But, um, I w- would instead put myself in their shoes and try to understand their perspective, um, and just give them grace. And a lot of that came from, I was raised in a Christian house and, you know, I think people are human. Nobody's, nobody is, you know, nobody is Christ, but whether you're Christian or not, you know, I think most, most people can understand the, the teachings of Christ as being, um, worth listening to, you know, grace, compassion, love for your neighbor. And I, I have lived my life that way. And I think sometimes you, you know, what you reap, you sow. Um, and I would say for people who feel that they're not maybe finding those friendships, it is worth having a, taking a really honest look at yourself and saying, you know, what am, you know, what am I, what am I sewing? Am I, am I putting myself out there vulnerably? Cause if not, I can't ever expect anybody to know who I am. It's, it's understandable. You'll feel lonely. Am I, um, am I treating people, um, with, uh, with love? Am I, 
um, giving of my time? Am I giving of my financial resources? Um, you know, if, if you're not, it's not too late. The great thing is who you are yesterday, who you were 10 minutes ago, isn't who you have to be, you know, when this podcast ends. So it's, it comes with making a decision, which is exactly what Christina's big platform is. And it's for a good reason, because all it takes is one decision to totally change your life. And that includes, um, finding those right friendships that are going to take you to the next level and be with you hopefully for the rest of your life. And if not for at least the re- to get you through the rest of the season. Um, you are just a miracle. And I'm just so freaking grateful that you went on that tangent because I'll, I'll be, <laughs> no, I'm seriously, I'm so grateful that you did because as, as much as like, you know, you were interviewing me, I think it's always nice to get a different perspective. And that perspective is just such a blessing for someone to hear. Like, it's such a blessing. Like it may have been most and I'm, I'm so glad that you're going to share that with Celeste. Um, <laughs> Celeste is amazing and wonderful. And she's also a business coach too, as a, um, oh. she works a little with female solopreneurs. Yeah. She's a sweetheart, but oh gosh. we have, we have stayed in touch all these years. But isn't that amazing how like, there's just pivotal moments in our life that'll change us for yeah. the good and the bad. And you just decided decision, yeah. right? Deciding it's your turn. You just decided that day that, you know what, I'm just going to be me. And I was created enough. And, you know, if you get anything out of this podcast today, you know, obviously number one is be you, you know, like that's like one of the greatest things ever is be you, you know, you were created for a purpose and a reason be you. And when you are you, you will find those friendships and let's get rid of the stigma that you can't find them online because they're obviously, you know, amazing. The online space, yes, it can be crap. It can be so difficult and there's so much garbage out there, but it can also be one of the biggest blessings ever for you to connect with amazing human beings from around the world that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to have done 15, 20 years ago. We live, we seriously, I know, and I know Candace agrees with this. America is the greatest country on the planet. If you're not in America right now, that's okay. I'm hoping where you're at, it's awesome. But in America, we still have the amazing freedoms that we have to be able to do amazing things, which is, you know, create a platform on a free device and be able to meet people from around the world. Like, holy moly. Like, it's just mind blowing. Mind blowing. You actually think about gratitude, going back to the NLP, which Candace was talking about. That's the reason why every single day I always say like, focus on gratitude, focus on the things that are going well, focus on, you know what you want. I learned about NLP when I was playing golf, because no matter how many times you say, don't hit it in the water, you hit it in the water. Why? Because your brain is focused in on the water. (laughs) So that doesn't work. So when you say, I don't want to do something, no, your brain doesn't understand the word. No. So focus in on what you actually want, focus in on who you want to be in a friendship and just believe that it's humanly possible because there's two women sitting, you know, 5,000 miles apart on a zoom right now, best of friends and all because the online space exists. Christina, if somebody was, um, this isn't to plug you as an actual question. <laughs> so many people come with you with business questions and a lot of the, a lot, I know not all of them, but I think most of your clients are, are probably business people, right? So about 75% probably. If somebody would just was really struggling with in the friend space and wanted to, you know, it was was sort of like a limited thing, you know, I I feel pretty good with most areas of my life, but I just don't feel confident in making friends. Is that a way that you serve them? And if not, like, what would you, what resources would you point them to? 
I do. I, you know, I don't talk about it a ton, but you guys know I have masterminds of one-on-one coaching, but what I do do is I do do two hour intensives. So if you jump on a free call with me and I, you know, and I think that I can serve you in a quick capacity and it's not something that you want to do long-term, but you do want to work with me, I do two hour intensive sessions. But the first thing you have to do is jump on one of those free calls and I have to figure out if I can serve you. At the end of the day, yep, I love making money and yep, I love this business. But at the end of the day, I'm not taking anyone who I can't help. If you win, I win. That's how this rodeo works, folks. So I only (laughs) want to work with people that I think I can help. And, you know, it's not very often that, you know, I don't think I can in some ways, but if I can't, I point them in a different direction. I maybe point them to prescription wellness, you know, I point them somewhere else, but, you know, I do do the two hour intensives. I don't talk about it, but it's definitely, I do a few of those each month and I I love getting to do it. It's just two hours and then you get access to me for a week for some follow-up. So if you are interested in an intensive, feel free to send me a message, book a free call, do whatever. Thank you for the plug, Candace. I know you didn't do that on purpose, but you kind of always do because you're a blessing. Um, I just want to thank you so much for jumping on here today and just sharing your goodness with this world that we have and this online space and this podcast. And I know everyone should go follow Candace because Candace's social media is like 5% business, 95% just her life and just sharing the amazing human being that she is. And you inspire so many people. You inspire so many people by just being you. You are the one of the most authentic. You are an Enneagram two through and through. You are one of the kindest, you know, most thoughtful people on the planet. And I'm so grateful to call you a friend. So thank you for doing this today. Love you. Love you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that'll help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.